Hey, how's everyone doing? It's uh, Samant Gracie. You're listening to the Expat Brat Podcast, people. It's 2023. How's it going for you? It's going, it's going wonderful, right? It's uh, everything's just falling into place. You've been hitting the gym, and uh, you're nailing your New Year's resolutions. If people still make those, do we still make those? I I still kind of do. I I've evolved that into a bigger thing, but uh, I want to know what people do. Uh, if they're still usually it's all the same stuff every year, right? You just kind of recycle the uh, the the weight loss thing, the more income thing and uh, more time with family. And uh, I like how all three of these require you to spend more time in each of those things, which means you won't achieve one or two of the others unless you're super organized and um, <clears throat> don't have a life. <laughs> I don't know. You know, uh, you can't spend more time with family while trying to earn up your income. I don't think so. I, uh, unless you become, unless your day rate changes or your job changes. I don't know. I, I guess you could. Yeah, you could. But maybe I would assume if you start doing a job that requires, that is better paid, there's more likely that it's not going to reduce your time. Not for long, right? That That's, uh, <clears throat> I don't see how that works. It won't work. Um and if you manage to get your day rate up, then the expectations on on what you uh, deliver might be higher. And so I guess you probably spend at least about the same amount of time, right? You'd make more money than you do less days. I don't know what I'm talking about. Basically, what I'm saying is uh, tough luck achieving. Uh, <laughs> this is welcome to the Deep Motivation uh, podcast where we keep things real. Um, <laughs> this, I think it's... Um, I think you should have those though, and uh, it's it's very cool. The first week of Jan, man, uh, I have a gym at my uh, in my building, in my apartment building, and I go, and the first week of Jan, like all gyms, it's just packed, right? Just packed with these guys, on the treadmill, everything. And I, I I'm a bit of a gym, um, not a gym slob. What's the word? I'm a, <clears throat> I'm an elite, an elitist that way. <laughs> I the reason I don't join a fitness uh, a gym outside is uh, not because of the money because there are quite a few cheap options around. Uh, a little bit about like having to drive up and go, and that's a hindrance, right, into going into a gym because there's nothing too close to my house anymore. Uh, so the uh, so I like that I like having the gym in my building because it's never really packed, and I know because of my flexible schedule work time. I know most of the time when I can go, when it's likely to be empty, or at most one or two other people. So it's like having your own private gym in a way, and it's cool. And I and I don't have to look at people grunting, and and using the same equipment I want to. Blah blah blah. Even though the equipment available may not be the greatest equipment, but so what, man? It's my equipment. I'm the lord of this gym. And then when I walk in, and there's all these people packed, trying to just you know trying to do a whole new year thing. It just pisses you off. <laughs> You're just like, man, for your stupid resolutions, um, you're invading my personal space. <laughs> but it lasted a week. Uh, I went, the last two days I went, over the, uh, over the last two days, uh, it was empty again. <laughs> it was, I've heard New Year's resolutions fail by the end of Jan. <clears throat> this must have been real quick, because it's not even been two weeks uh or, or just about two weeks <laughs> and people are like you know what screw this 
I'm out. I don't want to do this anymore. This was a bad idea. My New Year's resolution is eat more chips. Screw that stuff. I'll walk a bit more. Uh, yeah, it's hard. It's hard, like, sticking to a fitness routine day in, day out. But uh, over the last month that I've largely done it, I, I missed about a week in between with the New Year stuff and uh, just, just having more stuff at home to do. Parenting, man. But I think carrying my kid around sometimes, playing with him, uh, covers up a little bit of lack of exercise at the gym. Not entirely, but I think it does. You know, <laughs> sometimes he decides in the mall, I'm done walking. Like he just decides, I'm done. Uh, I shall not walk anymore. And he raises his arms and he expects me to pick him up. And when he was a kid, a baby, sorry, then it was so cute. It was fun. And now I pick him up. He's almost, he's four years old. <laughs> right he's four years and i'm carrying him around recently he's lost a bit of weight because he's um he started this whole thing as uh, the kids do about what to eat he's become a little bit more finicky about it he always loved food uh his grandmother my wife's mom and the nursery he goes to they've been like you know this has been good because he was overweight <laughs> and we were like when he was a kid he was chubby and nice and um and I didn't realize <clears throat> all these people thought that. <laughs> it was nice of them not to call my kid fat. <laughs> but but they're like, no, no, his clothes fit him better. He's looking healthier. You know, when I look at him at, with the kids uh, in, in his nursery, I just kind of go, yeah, yeah, he looks he looks a bit more his age. Now, considering my height, uh, he's actually on the taller side already, which is kind of cool. I think it's from my wife's side. Uh, her, her dad, my father-in-law, is a very tall person. Uh, he's got good height. So maybe Zan's got that side of uh, the family. But he, um, <laughs> so yeah, he, he, but but not just the fact that he was tall. He just looked, he looked like a rugby player, man, because he was just broad and, and just big. Uh, not like fat, like just chubby like kids are. And so he looked towering over the other kids. Like my biggest worry, one of my biggest worries sending him into the nursery was that he's going to push some kid too hard. <laughs> I don't know how that's dealt with. Like, that to pay for the damages or something, or what, what happens? So, anywho, uh, that's uh, that's what happened. Uh, that's uh, he's lost a little bit of weight, but he's still <clears throat> on the healthier side. Although he's losing, yeah, he he still eats, but he's very like he's like this is what I want to eat. And with his nanny away, we haven't been great parents either. So, he, like in the mall, that's what I'm saying. He just, just decides he's gotten a little lazy. Yeah. <clears throat> He decides I'm done. Carry me now. And obviously, my wife's not going to do it. I have to do it. And uh, he's he's not because he's not the heaviest. It's fine. It's like a nice little workout walking around with him. But it's still a bit of weight, right? Like a it's a mini person you're carrying around. He must be at least twenty between twenty and twenty five kilos. So that that's what I'm carrying around for fifteen minutes, ten minutes, and I put him down. I'm like, come on, let's let's walk. You know, I'm like trying to encourage him. To not be this Dubai kid, like an expat kid who's just lazy like I was. And just, let's go, come on, let's walk, you know. <laughs> and he'll take a couple of steps to decide, nope, not for me. <laughs> he just climbs back into my arms. And I'm like, all right, fine. <clears throat> There's not much uh, much I can do right now about that. Uh, <laughs> and, and so I do this, man. Uh, it's quite cute, though, uh, the fact that he still comes and hugs and loves. And I'm always, as a parent, I'm always, like, worried about age where I won't get these hugs anymore and it's uh it makes you a little sad on the inside and so kind of kind of hug him like a little tighter 
every so often thinking someday he'll just be like, "Yeah, dad, get away from me. And, um, and I'll miss it then. So, so I don't mind carrying him around and shit. Yeah. Anywho, um, I, I recently, I recently did a first aid training. That's right. I, I wanted to put it out there because now, you know, I'm Superman. Uh, no, that's, that's exactly what one of the things that the instructor said, you're not okay to the group. We we're all doing this training. You're not Superman. And, uh, you don't have to rescue someone if your own life would be in danger or you could come in harm's way as well. And I thought that was good advice. Cause I think a lot of people like myself would go a little gung ho and go, Hey, back off people. I'm first aid trained. And um, I know how to do this, but it was uh, it was an eye opener in some ways, uh, in a lot of ways, um, mainly because, you know, you just kind of pause and go, okay, this is uh, in a in an emergency situation. I have some idea of what to do, and that means a lot to me because uh, I lost a friend uh, back in 2019. Uh, he had a heart attack in front of us on stage at a show, right? And it was. Uh, it was it was uh it was something that uh, well it, it was just something that affected me it still affects me and um part of me I'll, always thought could there have been something someone could have done but unfortunately in our audience or in the comics no one was first aid trained and by the time someone came in by the time the ambulance came in it was probably too late had he had cpr uh perhaps someone could have saved him and uh and that's, uh, you know, that stays in my mind. And I think that's why it's so important that, you know, I hate when people just go, oh, well, it was his time and whatnot. Sure, you know, you can make that up for anything. But then why build hospitals, right? Why, why do anything about safety? We want to, um, <clears throat> the training is not hard. It's, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's a little, it's a little like weird when you're doing it. And, and but, but that little practice gave me some confidence because I have a kid, man. And, you know, you think about your own families. I think in this part of the world, we have enough of that awareness to go. Someone should be first aid trained at home, right? I think every house, it should be a law. Like every house, one person should be trained in first aid because you don't know who, what will, when will be need, it'll be needed. And also, there were a few different scenarios he, the instructor showed us. And I was like, God damn, I wouldn't have thought about like to do that or this. And people can be very gung-ho and let's let's just pick them up, uh, slap them around a bit, you know, and he goes, that's not, you, you don't do that in these circumstances, blah, blah, blah. So I thought it was quite, uh, uh, quite, quite good to do it. Um, there were two, three different things. There was a CPR stuff we did. Uh, and that's, you know, uh, the stuff you see in the movies about breathing, like pushing someone's chest and breathing, doing it correctly and knowing exactly how to do it, what it feels like was, uh, was kind of cool. Um, I was surprised by how much you actually do need to give it a push. I thought it was like nice, gentle <laughs> massages. And it's not, it's, it is it is a little bit of a push, you know? You're really trying to get someone out of, like, they, they might be temporarily dead, you know? And you, you might be able to save them. So that's crazy. And um, there was a machine thing, the defibrillator, the defibrillator. I know I can't say it, but I know how to use it. All right? So <laughs> there's... And, and that was good to know. And a lot of the modern ones are very, very easy to use. So that was kind of like a nice confidence building thing. Um, 
I really wanted to shock someone and see what happens, but apparently it doesn't really do much. And the fact that at the theater I've worked with, we've used uh, dog collars on each other to uh, as a <laughs> as a gimmick in shows. Uh, well, you know, I think we'd be able to handle that defib. Uh, that's what I'm going to call it from now on. Uh, and then there was the uh, if someone's choking. So there's the Heimlich, you know, the uh, the, the the push. And, and that's funny because some places, some countries like the UK and Australia, I think they go, you shouldn't use it. Um, but in the UAE, it is allowed. And then there was the backslap version, which everyone got into in the group. You know, they're like, let me, tr let me try this on, uh, on each other. <laughs> no one wanted to do CPR. Everyone wanted to do this uh, backslapping thing. And uh, uh, yeah, so, so you know, I, I'm saying all this because I think, I think you should learn it. It's not the most difficult thing in the world. It's, uh, it's, it's nice to have that knowledge. It's valid. The certificate you get, if, if you are doing it through that, you, you get like um, you get a couple of years uh, validity uh, before you need to refresh. But I think that's it's just amazing. It's I don't know why more people are not asked to do it. That's that's my point. And but there were a couple of interesting things that I learned while doing the first aid training. Uh, the, the first one was the Good Samaritan law. And uh, if you've grown up in the Middle East, like uh, like I have in Saudi and stuff, there was always this fear of trying to help someone you see in an accident because if something happened to them, like they died or they got off worse or something in that situation, you would be liable for it. Um, and in the case of that, had you interfered and touched the person or whatever, you'd go to jail. You, you, there's this uh, uh, blood compensation uh, money you have to pay to the family of the deceased and you'd be liable and jail time, right? So I grew up going... Uh, sorry, I'd love to help, but uh, good luck. Uh, and um, and and I, I know people still stepped up and got into trouble for that. And UAE, uh, now this is a common law in, uh, in in a lot of Western countries, particularly the U.S. And it basically just says if you're trying to help someone in a situation you're trained, you won't be held liable if, if, if something like that happens, uh, provided your intentions were, you know, uh, good. And I think they... <clears throat> they kind of see you didn't do like there wasn't gross negligence while you were doing it like you know I don't know what like smoking while providing CPR something like that or deliberately like not pumping fast enough because the kid you're doing it on is is someone who annoyed you in your class I don't know I don't know what 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 the line is but uh, in most cases then you're protected uh, and, and I think that's that's a great law. And they, a couple of years ago, I think they, they brought that to the UAE. It is now the law here, which is great because you can then have that. If you're first aid trained, all the more reason to do it, uh, you can provide help. Now, the second thing, and, and, and you know, this law needs to go out in most places. I think uh, both things, training and this, should be out there. And, and the second thing I liked, what the instructor pointed out, you know, it was, um, it was the fact that... Uh, you still got to ask someone if they're conscious and if they're able to answer or a family member or a friend is there who, who can answer for them. You still got to ask, look, I'm first aid trained. Would you, can I help? Can you, uh, would you like me to help? Right. And they still have the right to say no though. So that's interesting. Even if you want to help, even if you know you could help correctly, the second they've said no, you have to kind of go, okay, back off. Right. That's very interesting to me as well. Still, uh, particularly in countries like UAE, where there might be a gender issue or family. I don't know. 
uh, whatever reason they might not trust you, <laughs> take a look at me and go, imagine if I'm doing a stand-up set, right? And someone in my audience collapsed and I go down and go, hey, listen, back. I'm a first aid trained person. Uh, can I help? I bet their family members would be like, no, I don't know if you're joking or not. Back off, man. We'll wait for the ambulance. All right. Professionals, please. Only. Um, so maybe it's things like that, right? So they might just want to wait for uh, the ambulance. In those cases, you are not allowed to help. And that's uh, that's kind of crazy, but it's the law. And however, if they're unconscious or something, then then you can jump right in if you need to. Uh, this, those are, uh, in fact, <clears throat> the last thing <clears throat> out of all of this that that uh, the state with me was also now that you're first in train, like I am. <clears throat> uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> uh, you do need to provide training when you are able to and allowed to. So apparently, if you're first aid trained and you were on the scene and you didn't attempt to help in, in a safe environment where it, was, where it would have been possible, then you can be held liable for that too. So I didn't know that until they put me in the training room. And I was like, this is a little, this is something, this disclaimer should come before I walked in because <laughs> maybe I didn't want to you know, have the, the great powers come great responsibility and maybe I didn't want it, you know, but now I'm stuck uh, doing it. So, so it's kind of like, oh shit, uh, I got to do this now. <laughs> and apparently, yeah, if, uh, if you were able to, and you just walked away, then, um, th th then you can be held liable for that. The instructor who was with us, was really good, a uh, guy named Michael. And, um, he, uh, he talked about like in in the city itself in Dubai. He there there've been three four instances of him uh, stepping in and saving someone's life and the particular incident. They were all kind of different things, and uh, and yeah, that just made me go, wow. You know, it could be happening around. The signs are there now. I can see. I can kind of tell what would be happening, and that it just gives you a lot of confidence and comfort in that so i can't stress it enough guys if you've got family just do it man uh even if you don't have family just do it you, you don't know uh when it'll help mm. now uh, i gotta admit something i've been talking about doing less coffee i've got i've got a coffee mug in front of me today i can't help it uh it was just one of those days and uh i had to wake up at six and hey i think those days don't count right if you have coffee early enough then it shouldn't um, it shouldn't matter anyway. Uh, just a little, <laughs> a little side note for those who are confused. I'm basically I've been off coffee for a while, and I've been showing off about that. So uh, this was a little bit of a guilt uh, admission, and uh, I've been showing off about the first aid training through this episode. And now I'm worried next week I'll be coming back and going. So so my first aid tra training it didn't end up helping someone. Uh, <laughs> Imagine, oh my God, am I allowed to joke about that now and these uh, accidents? I'm a comic and a first aid trained person. I'm so conflicted right now. It doesn't matter. Uh, you know, in the past, I've seen uh, accidents happen in front of me and uh, uh, not just my friends that. So it um, it's something we give off to in our culture to like nurses and doctors and professionals. Uh, anyway, I'm going to stop harping on. I think I made my point, guys. You got to get yourself trained up, all right? Uh, it's just so important. Uh, on a lighter side, um, shows are starting up in Feb. 
uh, I've got, a, like I said, a big one on February 22nd. If you're in Dubai, come down to the Ismo show. He's a comic from Finland. I'm opening for him along with a really good friend of mine, Abs Ali, uh, a comic I admire a lot. I've said that before. And uh, yeah, get, get in on that. Uh, I've been watching reruns of Chuck and uh, you got to watch that show. It's so cool and funny, uh, almost to the point of like, like dumb. Um, like it's got a lot of plot holes, I guess, if you look at it that way. But it's such a fun show. And I realized as I was watching it's five seasons, I never finished season five. For some reason, I had skipped it. I don't know, maybe it hadn't come out and then I got moved on into different things. But it was really great to discover that. And I'm trying to finish it off now. It's on Amazon Prime if you're in the region. Um, I'm sure it's available in loads of other things. But it's a really fun show about uh, a nerd spy. And it was just on the brink of when nerds started becoming cool. And I think this show really captures that aspect as well. And um, it's a, it, it's funny and at the same time really engaging. I remember watching it the first time, getting really, really into it. Uh, the lead actress was someone I <laughs> I love. I, I can't pronounce her last name. It's Yvonne Stra Stravatsky. She's the same one in Handmaid's Tale. The Not the main protagonist, the main... Uh, woman on the dark side. If you watch the show, you know what I'm talking about. All right, <laughs> this was her younger days, and she was she plays a completely different character. So I remember her as that, and when I watched her in Handmaid's Tale, I was just like, "Oh my God, what happened to her? She's playing this evil character, and it's not nice, and she's so ugh uh, in it." Uh, whereas in that show, I had a little crush on her. Um, <laughs> so great show to watch. That's what I've been uh, killing time on. Apart from parenting, which uh, is a real kick-ass kind of thing that happens to you, and but Zayn's a great kid. He's he's very easy. Um, he's got a routine with the park and everything, and the weather's nice outside. So I shouldn't really be complaining. By the way, it's really cold out here in the in Dubai right now, uh, which I love. And part of me is like really enjoying it. I'm trying not to be this sad person who's thinking about summer coming. <laughs> so every day that passes, I'm like, there's one less day of winter left. And we're now moving towards the hotter weather instead of moving towards the colder weather. And it's so depressing. It's so depressing. <laughs> I'm trying not to get into it. Anyway, uh, enjoy the moment. Uh, reminding myself and you, uh, I hope you enjoyed the episode. Share it and do think about what I said because this one was uh, quite important, I, I think. Um, you might literally save lives, okay? So take care. Um, I got to run. Goodbye. Or as a dog would say, woof. Woof.